The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DBXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative Word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning, and uh, we're waiting on Kate to get in. Uh, My British friends are usually running behind a little bit. But uh, fortunately, at this moment, everything is holding together. Um, Did... You can tell the the screen, those of you watching the video portion, you can tell it's a little different. you got to understand, this computer's been put away for over a year while I was using the other one, and uh, I'm going to have to send it off. They tell me they don't have parts. <laughs> it could be six weeks. So, fortunately, this one is uh, able to, to handle it. it. It stresses it a little more than the other one. The other one is just a beast, really. And when I say that, you ought to see the numbers on it. The, the numbers, even on this one, and this one is... Uh, alleged gaming laptop, you know, able to handle all this video and 
stuff like that. So anyway, uh, should be good to go. I hope. Um, just pray that this one doesn't uh, go down. Bradley says, do you need another computer while that one's down? Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I think I think we're okay uh, hanging in there with it. And uh, yeah, so there you go. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you would like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face is made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see that we're streaming live right there, second video down, <clears throat> right above the CBD advertisement. And uh, click on that, blow it up on your device, and then click on the platform icon. Join us in the chat. Love to love to see you guys there. And uh, <laughs> uh, who's speaking? Uh, I, I'm not speaking. Um, I don't know who's who's that is. Maybe that's somebody else. Uh, I'm not. I, I will, I'll tell you about the speaking thing in a minute. Um, right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, um, I jumped on there and for a little bit to give an update, especially concerning Stephen Spivey. We told you about him this earlier this week, the guy who created the Fallen Angel documentary on Extortion 17 and what I consider to be murder. They know Remdesivir kills people. He was fine before they gave him that, and then that's what took his life. So was on there, and um, you can watch that up until 3 p.m. He'll be on for two hours today. At 3 p.m., he'll be live right there. We're also live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, setting brush fires on Twitch, and we're on Roku at uh, Cutting Edge TV, and then finally on Rumble. We're live there on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And we had a little bit of problem yesterday. I don't know if it was something, the way Rumble had stuff set up, so I couldn't get it to to set up for Bradley, and in the morning, you guys know what that what that fiasco was about. Okay, real quickly, you want to sign up for an email newsletter? There it is, right above the videos. Also, if you would like to support us, there's a donate button at the top of the page, or monthly donors, uh, sons or daughter of liberties, uh, your partners with us in what we do. Click on that, and you can make a one or uh, set up a monthly uh, donation, and you get some goodies in that with, as well. And our store is available. This week, we're highlighting to spitting its heaven, and for whatever reason. Squarespace has a time sometimes bringing up the picture. I don't know why that is. Anyway, uh, Spit Against Heaven DVDs, $20 normally. This week only through midnight tonight, Saturday night, uh, you can get 20% off by using the promo code REPENT. R-E-P-E-N-T. You could almost sing that, right? R-E... It's not enough letters. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you get 20% off. All right, so check that out uh, this week. Again, midnight's the last... Chance you get for that on that deal, and then next week we're going to be having a new deal in our store. Now, Kate is not with me, so I'm going to wing it again <laughs> because we're supposed to be talking about protecting our brains, and I'm waiting to see if she's dropped me a message or something in here. Um, I'm we're doing live radio here, so uh, send her a message letting her know we're waiting on her. And uh, but let me get to a couple of things because yesterday. I wanted to play for you a a video, a warning from Israel about vaccine passports. Now, this is only um, a couple of minutes here, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and play some of this. We're gonna uh, there's a couple of videos here I want to play, so I'm going to fill in the time till till Kate gets here with some of this. And I don't know what's holding her up, but uh, you know, things happen. You know, this stuff happens, and so I don't get all bent out of shape about it. Anyway. Uh, here's a warning from Israel about vaccine passports. Listen to this. We've been well. It's been very, very, very intense over here in Israel. 
I don't know how much you're seeing, but they, uh, it's terrible. It's, it's a very, 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 very frightening situation. So I joined a brand new, we made our, we had a human rights movement and we made it into a political party that's running in our, in our Knesset in uh, less than a month. And they're censoring us and attacking us and they won't allow any, any media, nothing. They, they took away the head of the party's, his medical license and they uh, removed our platforms from Facebook and now they won't let the media even write about us. So we want to ask all the international anywhere we can get to get to publicize what we are saying. Um, it's a very bad situation here. They're not letting children as young as 16 to take their matriculation exams without taking this injection. They are of course insisting people for work. They're making this green passport where half the population cannot get into uh, theaters or malls or all sorts of things unless they've taken the vaccination. They're creating a medical apartheid. Um, they have now issued just this morning, they made it that they're allowed to send each person's private medical records to the local municipality so that they'll know who's taken the injection or not. They're making people wear a, a ankle bracelet, security bracelet, when they come back from traveling. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. If I don't, if I stop to, <laughs> if I stop to think about it, I will cry, you know? But meantime, we just keep fighting, you know? Fighting as much as we can. So we need everybody's help because whatever happens here will happen everywhere. It will happen everywhere. So we're fighting for ourselves and we're fighting for the whole world. But we need help. We need every bit, every everything, every hand on deck. Yeah, thank you, Sika. Excuse me. <laughs> it's intense, you know. Okay, all right. That's out of Israel. Now, what have you been told about Israel? You've been told it's the bastion of freedom, right? I've got Zionist friends. I've got Jewish friends, and they'll tell me Israel is the bastion of freedom in the Middle East. Not. So, no, it's not. Many of them will point to the open sodomites parading in the streets. That's not freedom. That is bondage. That is bondage. Remember what I told you. To whom you submit yourselves, you are the slaves of. If you submit yourself to sin, you are the slave of sin. Israel is not a Jewish state. It is a Zionist state. There's a difference. Actually, some of it falls under that. But as I told you the other day, there are many people who claim they're Christian Zionists. That is an oxymoron. It really is. And you see what they're having. <clears throat> this is the place 
that probably has the largest population of, of vaccinated people, at least that's what they claim, and yet they're doing all this? They're trying to silence free speech? They're trying to corral and control the people there? By the way, Kate will be with us in a little bit. She's just going to join us by audio. The time difference happens. And we both. she asked me about that last week, so that's what it is. It's like an hour behind over there for her. I think our clock's changed tonight, I think. Uh, in any case, <clears throat> this is what they're happening, or this is what's happening there. This is the first person that said it. We've got several videos of people from Israel over the past year who've been reporting on what they're doing over there. I mean, they have it locked down like Nazi Germany. Now, there are a couple other things that I wanted to bring here, and one of these is from Thomas Rance. This one's only a few seconds, and you remember Tom is putting together the case, or is supposed to be putting together the case, um, with regards to the whistleblower. Maybe two or three that have come out outside of the CDC and other places to say they're not giving you the real numbers. The numbers are like multiple times more than what they're reporting in bears. Okay, Here's the message from Tom. In these hospitals, this is a message to you. If you are a doctor, if you are practicing in the hospital, and if you are a part of this, we're going to hold you accountable. You are murdering people. It's going to happen. may not be tomorrow, but it will happen. You know it. 85% is too high to miss. Yep. So... He's serious about doing what he's doing, and I know it takes a long time to put together all these papers, and then I believe he said that they've been having some issues with uh, dealing with stuff like the the courts pushing stuff back on them. Um, you know, obviously the, the feds have unlimited resources from you and me to fight Tom and his team, and so they can nitpick anything they want to do, and uh, so getting justice is going to be a difficult road. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but he says he's going to stay the course. So we'll see what Tom does. You know, I, I hope he's I hope he means what he says and he's going to do it. I, I really do. I hope the resolve's there to, to see it through. Lots of people's lives have depended on it. Lots of people's lives have already been lost over this whole thing. And then finally, I want to give you this one. This is a bear executive admitting that the shots are not vaccines. They are gene therapy shots. He admits it. And he says that prior to the pandemic, now he doesn't use that word, but prior to the pandemic, they knew people wouldn't take these things. So it's the old Rahm Emanuel thing. They use a crisis, which they, they, they've created this. They, they're in on it. They know it. They know they've created it. They were already producing these things. I showed you the video where our own government, the guy who was in charge, what was his name? Started with a P. Uh, of Operation Warp Speed, the military guy that Trump had set up to to get all that stuff. He had already told him, told us they had stockpiled millions of vials of this shot before, long before it was ever approved for EUA. Okay, listen to what this uh, Bayer executive has to say with regard to the gene therapy shot. Ultimately, the uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, 
gene, gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body, we would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to, to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. Okay, so see, see how they do it? And they play it off like, oh, well, this thing just came up right at the time we're ready to do all this. Oh, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not. This is all planned. It's all planned. Um, so, yeah, keep that in mind when all of this takes place that this is what's going on, all right? That that uh, all this kind of stuff is, is planned. Uh, who was it, Roosevelt, that said anything that happens in politics, you can be sure it's planned. It's not, a, it's not a chance that it's just going on by itself. Well, the same thing is obviously happening here because you've got a fascist state working with fascists in big business or corporations, if you will. Now, with that said, Kate is on the line with us, and I don't have my little music thing because all that's programmed into my other computer, or I'd play the intro music, but in any case, good morning, Kate. Are you there? Hi, good morning. Yes, I'm here <laughs> from uh, uh, formerly formerly known as the UK. <laughs> oh, my word. I sent you some videos. Yes, but, I got them. Uh, you know, I it was an interesting day for me yesterday where I know where everything that was happened didn't should have did about and did um it was interesting being in London and interesting to see the dichotomy of what's happening um which I, I'll go into when you um, and also it's been an interesting week in K um with regards to being, it's been put back by April um, the all of the NHS staff expected to have this injection to keep their jobs. And we've also reached the date, the deadline for all the care home workers um, to have this injection if they wish to continue to work in their care homes, which is a complete disregard for body autonomy, your human rights. So they're expecting everybody now to take this risk regardless of whether they've got uh, any religious exemptions it's disgusting absolutely disgusting and they have announced that there was only just over 18 percent uptake of the injections in the schools with the children and they're now going back into the schools nhs teams to coerce the the children to have these injections because the uptake's been so low. And then they're coming for the younger kids. Um, I was in court this week, my barrister was, my lawyer, and there's a new judge, there's a new uh, a prosecution person, and um, we're going to be in there in court. They're going ahead with it. Um, it's been announced in the press that Dolores Carhill has been found guilty of a charge uh, of, of organizing one of them it's all very it's all very odd everything is odd the way they're doing it all it's very strange and um i was also made aware that the 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 video i did with the nuns uh the youtube channel has gone and the the convent has been also um contacted by our largest selling newspaper uh, and their relationship with me. So generally when they take the channel down, 
and they contact people for comments, it's because they're going to do a nice big hit job. Um, so, you know, this is all going on. And then you saw, I, when I was in London uh, yesterday, I saw people just getting on with life and going to functions and doing what they were doing. The restaurants were full, the helicopters above. I was with my and I did see, which I've never seen, was two ambulance cars and a car. And whoever was out of the car was being attended by paramedics. So whoever was removed from the car, wheel of the car, in the middle of central London, a big car. And it to me is very odd having never seen this. I mean, I don't know. You, I can only, it might have been just somebody having a heart attack. Who knows? But we do seem to be seeing a lot of people just having heart attacks in the press of all ages. We're now seeing inside of buses advertisements saying there's a big advertisement up and down, you know, a national advertisement up and down the UK saying on the side of buses, children have strokes. Well, we know, but not very. Now it's going to become common practice. So all of this is going on in this, in this, and, and it's like, uh, there I was sitting. Kate, 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 let me, let me interrupt you just a second. I don't know if you got some movement going on or whatever. We're getting a lot of uh, interference there with the audio. You get the kind of that robotic oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, you did think <laughs> thing fell. Yeah. You, you won't do now. Okay. All right. The, the one of the, th- one of the things you guys had on going on over there was, I guess it was a big story this week was this young football player. Didn't he suffer a heart attack on the field or something like that that, that took place this, yeah. this, year, this week? Yeah. Uh, yes, and that's not an isolated incident. This seems to be just happening to lots of people. There's lots of this happening, and children sick, and, and uh, I, I'm getting lots and lots of emails from nurses who want to speak out now. They, they're realizing that, that the net's drawing in, they don't want to have this injection and they're ready to speak. So we have a big meeting coming up. Um, so they are seeing things. One nurse who whistleblows to me, she said they're seeing people coming in all the time with um, skin eruptions and they're sick um, after the injections and they're not. It's, it's like um, it's either the nurses are in a cup. Oh. Cult. It is literally like that 2012 opening Olympic ceremony where they're in a trance. Yeah. They're in a trance that they they can't. I mean, I heard one nurse and she was actually saying um, that, you know, she'd had the injection. She, she nearly died. She was so sick. And then when it was put to her by another a colleague, do you think it could have been your injection? She went, no, no, don't. Don't be silly. Of course not. They're very safe. <laughs> but they're not safe. Ugh. It's, it's the most bizarre situation I have ever seen or heard of. Well, you know, Kate, one of the things you're talking about there, going back to the Olympics, I, and I'm on a new computer. You, you didn't see it the other day, but my computer just died. This is the new one, the really expensive one. Just died. I got to send it back, so I'm on a different one, so I don't even have it in my history to find it. But I ran across uh, something that had just come out, and I just thought of that same thing. 
they're they're beginning to manufacture you know we've seen the robot dogs for the military and we've seen the robot soldiers for the military and stuff like this now they're making you know and we we've even seen what were they making these these sex dolls that are robots and stuff and we've seen the one that was this um this robot woman that became a citizen in Saudi Arabia Sophie or Sophie or whatever Sophia. yeah something Sophia. like that Sophia so so then now i saw a report the other day we have these these nurses they're creating nurses and the thing you're talking about creepy the thing was they made them smile and it looked it almost looked real and then they made them frown and they said they're here to give all the stuff that's human but you know what makes a person human isn't a smile you can draw a smile you can draw a frown um, you know, what makes people human is they're made in the image of God, not in the image of, of corrupt man. And that's what they're doing. They're making these in the image of corrupt man. And instead of letting those made in the image of God have compassion on those who are also made in the image of God and have some wisdom about them that every little thing I see this going on, that doesn't mean I'm applying the same kind of stuff to it. I mean, you've, you've spoken about that. Each time, each patient is different, so they might have certain similarities in um, in symptoms, but there are other things that identify where the problem is and what the solution well, is to, do, to, to do rectify you know what's that. Really, what's really interesting about what you've just said there is um, there are studies which show that you can have um, a group of women, there was actually a study done with this, with a control group, you can diagnose them with all of them with the same breast cancer and you can look at the survival rate and you'll have different responses. You'll have the ones that are stoic, the ones that are frightened. And then you'll have what's called the difficult patient who won't do what she's told or he. They won't do what they're told. They'll go and do their own research. And actually, it's been proven that those patients do best. And they took a group of patients as well and sent them to a support group to support one another with breast cancer. And then they left a control group of 50, but they did none of that. And they actually lived longer, the ones that supported one another. And there was a certain percentage, and it was quite high. I, I recall over 14, 15 percent who it was an excuse they were looking for to bow out of this life anyway. Uh, and I was really shocked when I read it all. I can only go on my own uh, personal experiences of how I was. I was an awful patient for them because I did exactly what I wanted to do. And not what I was told, right to the point of, you know, when I came back from theatre, I thought, they're not coming in here. Um, I'm, I'm getting myself off the end of this bed. Um, you know, I'm not saying anyone else should do that, but that's how I roll. And I'm very independent. But ultimately, I'm still alive 10 years later. And, and I've seen many people die. Um, so we do, we can treat everyone this, with the same protocol. For, for that particular illness. And we see that just now. Oh, you've got a cough. You've got COVID. We're going to treat you with this protocol, even if it kills you. Um, and we stick to the protocols. Um, we're not going to use anything that we've been shown that it works because that's not our protocol. So what you're seeing here is absolutely no, um, there's there's no um, uh, gu any any gaps for anything else that must be taken into account for people's healing, which is their social circumstances, where, where they live, how they live, the dynamics in that family. You know, does that person feel loved, valued, um, secure? 
because that will have a huge impact Amen. on whether they recover. Well, Kate, and, let, and me, let me Kate, let me interject something in there because this does go back to what the Bible says. I mean, the Bible talks about us rejoicing with those who rejoice, weeping with those who weep. We're to be a, a close knit family as far as believers. We're to be those who uh, love and show compassion towards one another. We're to be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other as the Lord's forgiven us. All of these things are a part of that community. And a robot doesn't provide really any. It doesn't provide any of that. Uh, it might. It may provide you know giving you a shot. It may provide dumping medicine in your mouth. But it ha- it has none of those dynamics that make up the image of God that's within us. Even even sinners who are unredeemed bear the image of God. It's marred. There's no question about that. But they bear the image of God. This is why they can come to, to the conclusions, at least mentally, they can give the mental assent and even practice some things. I'm not going to say they do it for the glory of God. There's, it's still tainted with their sin, obviously. But the fact of the matter is this is why they can come do that. And I think God has designed us for that kind of that kind of thing, he's not designed us to be out here all by ourselves for the rest of our life. That's not the way he's designed us to be. He's designed us to be with people just like we are. I mean, that's when when God made Adam and he looked around and he'd made all the animals and he's be fruitful and multiply and all these kinds of things. And he looked at Adam and he said, "It's not good that man is alone." And that's why he created a woman. And that's why he told them to be fruitful and multiply. It's not good for us to be alone or left with a robot. It's good for us to have one another um, to be encouraged, to be built up. There is a health aspect to that. And I'm glad that you brought that out. Yeah. So, so, you know, in the Second World War, there was a group of orphans. And half of them were put with a, a convent of Italian nuns. And half of them were placed with villagers to live as a family. Now, when they, they went back to see how these kids got on, uh, there was a, a higher mortality rate amongst the ones that with the nuns, not because they didn't have education and food and shelter and it was clean. They didn't have love and nurture. And that is a huge part of it. And that's the thing that um, impacts the telomeres on the end of our DNA. It's the thing that has the most impact on aging and health is our inter- interaction. And we are not physical. Um, we were created in his image. But when we die, we don't die. There is no death. It's a sleep. And that energy that's with us, which is quantum physics, just leaves this physical form. And, and that's why they talk about the second death. So, so what, what, what is happening here, if one is to look at the facts um, and forget everything else for a minute, we know it's not it's not a pandemic. They're not even talking about pandemic anymore. It's all about a vaccine. It's all about uh, a global green agenda, build back better, getting rid of petrol, sustainable, zero carbon emissions. Well, zero carbon emissions means we're all dead. That's right. We're all not here. Yeah. Um, That's the marketing. About, yeah, it's about, you know, collapsing the nhs down they don't need all these nurses which is why they can let them go they don't need all these doctors which is why they can let them go because the healthcare system is not going to be the nhs that people think they have privatized most of it already they are going to privatize the rest they're wanting everyone on a universal credit aka universal wage all of the city 
is being made into small living accommodation. 70% of the office blocks are not being returned to in London. They are um, they are fast tracking the eviction orders through the courts for those people that are losing their homes because they've lost their jobs. And those eviction court hearings are taking nine days. They are doing it so fast and they're getting ready all these small living accommodations. People are going to be squeezed, Agenda 2130, into these cities. And then they don't need this healthcare system. You won't be able to afford it. And I'll tell you a little caveat here. I have private health care and I asked my provider that I pay a lot of money for, um, would I be covered for any side effects from this injection? And they said no. So when you have private health care in America, if they can find anything that will um, get them out of paying your insurance, they won't pay it. Right down to one young girl, I was watching one report on it. She got cervical cancer in her early 20s. And they said, young women don't get cervical cancer. You're not covered. So we hear in America, the majority of people that lose their homes through Medicare, you know, they can't pay for their medical care, are those with insurance because it, it exceeds their insurance. So what's going to happen here is people aren't going to have jobs. They're not going to be able to afford it. The, the care isn't going to be there. The NHS cannot catch up. It's already over seven years behind. It doesn't have the money. It doesn't have the resources to catch up with all those patients. Patients are not being diagnosed. Now, patients are going to start being diagnosed with cancer more, autoimmune diseases more, and they're not going to get the care. So what care are they going to get? I suspect they're going to get end of life care. That's what yeah. I suspect. I, yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's probably is, right. I think that's probably right, Kate. Let me let me ask you something, um, so that we we get to some of this before we we get to the end of the show. This because I remember when uh, you know we first started doing shows together. One of the things that you kept mentioning was this blood brain barrier issue, and you're talking yep. about these this shots, um, the five G, and all this other stuff that that had an effect on breaking through that. And I've, I've often, when I hear that, can you kind of break it down very simply? Cause we're going to be, we're talking this morning about protecting our brains. Can you speak real clearly for a guy who doesn't know the medicine here, who doesn't know, understand the, the biology part of what that is. When you say a blood brain barrier, isn't there blood in the brain? And because that's what I think. So what, what is this barrier that you're talking about? Where is it located? How does it function to, to protect us uh, in, in situations that where stuff can get in our brains that we don't want there? How, how does that work? And where is it located? And what's that function well, there? The blood, first of all, we have the liver. And all our blood circulates through our liver every three minutes. It's the site foreman. And the job of the liver is to get rid of toxins. And that might be from debris of, of um, metabolism. And everything's got rid of. But it goes through the liver first. Now, the blood-brain barrier, the blood has its own system. Uh, we have our lymphatic systems that clean our bodies. The brain has the glymphatic system. And in order to clean the brain, that happens with the, um, when we're asleep. And that's why you wake up with a dull headache if you haven't had enough sleep, because you're often toxic. When you drink alcohol, what, what happens? It affects your brain. So there's a gut-brain link. 
Now, the blood-brain barrier is there to stop serious toxins doing damage to the brain, causing damage to the cells. Then you get a penumbra effect. You get more damage to the cells around that damage because of the toxicity, um, excitotoxicity, if it's certain chemicals like MSG. So what opens the blood-brain barrier? Low blood sugar will open the blood-brain barrier if we haven't eaten and our blood sugar drops really low. If we have a high temperature, that will open the blood-brain barrier. And there are certain frequencies, 2.4 gigahertz, which is interestingly our Wi-Fi. That will open the blood-brain barrier. And also uh, some drugs on the market, one being polysorbital 80, will open the blood-brain barrier. And that's in many vaccines. It's in many and it's in this new injection. So whatever's in that injection, they want it in your brain. It's as simple as that. And... All of these things, our bodies can only process so much toxicity. When our livers are completely toxic, they can no longer do their job. So our brain will keep using the glymphatic system. Now, if we keep assaulting the brain and the microglia cells um, keep being activated, um, what's going to happen is you're going to get more and more and more inflammation in, in our entire central nervous system. That's the brain and down the spinal cord. And this is what we're seeing now, 5G, 60 gigahertz and up. That is a whole host of other things. You, there's endless studies and, and we can do, you know, Mark and I can come on and we can, we can do a whole um, hour and go over that again. Because um, if you look at the growler that the army uses, uh, the, the UK military, it is, um, it is a, like the 5G, it's high frequency targeted. It's fired from a vehicle or an airplane and it takes out all physiological and neurological systems. So it will kill you. Um, so when you start injecting into all these people, these heavy metals, this graphite, um, when you put in the hydrogel, which is a conduit, which can, re- which can integrate and replicate and it's going to the brain. So it can, it can go, it's got an affinity for the neocortex of the brain. There's studies on PubMed about that part of your brain and it will grow into like a mash, a mesh over your brain. When you look at the, the um, nanoparticles that are in this hydrogel, um, then one has to wonder where they're going. And if you look at hydrogel itself uh, and you can ha- control it, with electromagnetic frequencies, then I would go as far as by looking at DARPA and and how DARPA have been working with the Pentagon and with um, scientists and how they have pilots already flying planes just by moving their eyes. This technology is already here. It's been here a long time. There are patents for it. And you can no longer laugh about it and say conspiracy theory because it's all there. So how how would I guard against that technology? Well, I wouldn't. You should switch your Wi-Fi off at night. You shouldn't have your mobile phone on your body. You should manage your health if you've got a high temperature. Manage things to bring that temperature down gently. Or, you know, you, you should make sure that you're drinking at least, having juice. Um, don't take drugs uh, that would open the blood-brain barrier. Make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure you're not eating foods. MS uh, and aspartame, MSG, which destroys the neurons in your brain. That's exactly what it does. 
causes them to excite and excite and excite until they exhaust. They cannot recover from that exhaustion. They can only die. So every hit of MSG you have, you're going to get a loss of brain cells. As we reach our 60th year, we've already lost um, naturally a good 40% of our brain cells. That's normal, but we have trillions. So we continue. But they are seeing young people, teenagers with dementia. So this is all there and it's happening. Um, And then, um, you know, even anxiety, all of these things, when you're anxious, what you use up is a lot of energy. You're, you're pushing down your thyroid gland and releasing lots of adrenaline and cortisol. All of these things, if you keep in that m- mode of fright and flight, it's going to have a profound effect on your immunity. So we're not just one system. We're not just our brain. Remember, our brain can't function without a body. Our body can't function without a brain. So it's, it's all interlinked. Um, and I think there's, I think it was Mark Twain that said, when I was younger, I could remember e- anything, whether it had happened or not. <laughs> it was Mark Twain that said that, which is wonderful. Kate, um, Kate, yeah. we got we got a question in here because you were talking about the liver, and Gail says, or she asks, how many functions does the liver actually have? It's it's basically a filtration. I don't want to say a device. It's it's a creation of of God, but it's there to filter out stuff. That's just, that's the main job. Does it have other other jobs that it does as well? Well, it has many uh, many filters, but it, it's not that it has jobs. You know, when you when you look at uh, uh, when you take vitamin B12 and by the time it's been processed by the body and gone through the liver, it's converted to an analgesic, an antiseptic, and, uh, um, sorry, B, vitamin B17. By the time it goes through the liver, you know, you've got some conversion going on there. So also the liver is pivotal in, you know, your bile goes into the liver, the liver opens all the bile ducts, which is your detergent. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, because when I had the, the gallstones at time, they said, if we remove the gallbladder, because that somehow regulates how much bile goes in, I guess, down into your intestines and stuff. If you remove that, now you don't have that regulator. It's all just coming from the, um, from the liver. And so people have had chronic diarrhea and I'm like, well, Hey, Hey, uh, I, let me see if I can fix this. I don't want that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, and also, also, your, you know, your, if you have your gallbladder removed, you, it's very difficult to convert your inactive T4 to your active T3 thyroid hormones. We, we, this is why I laugh when we have ologists. We've got an ologist for everything. Cardiologist, hematologist, uh, even a proctologist who's someone that looks up your backside. Um, so what about, you know, a, a godologist? We, we work beautifully together. We're not just independent part of our body because when, when you end up in intensive care and one part of your body begins to fail, it all begins to fail. That's right. All of your homeostasis begins to go. And, um, and this is all forgotten. And that takes me back to what I was saying, that you have to remember, even if your body is functioning beautifully, if you lose your will to live, you will die. So where does that will come from? Is it your body? No, it's not. 
it's your zest for life, your will. So when we talk about mind, body and soul, what is our soul? What is it? It's our it's our it's it's that that you can't you can't draw. If I said to someone, you've lost your will to live. Can you tell me what your will is and how it feels? You know, it's much harder to describe. They can tell you when they've got a pain and where it is. You know, I've got a pain in my in my, as they say in America, belly. We don't really use that word as much here. But they'll say, well, where is that? You know, your belly could be. So they'll point to their abdomen. Is it the right side or the left side? And then you start to to localize where it is and they'll describe that pain. Right. You know, is it a nagging pain? Is it a dull pain? Is it there when you're not moving or is it there only when you move? Does it increase when you move? But when you say to someone when they, they've lost their vitality, they've lost their will to live, they can't describe that. And that's actually what's happening all around now. People are getting clinically depressed because they're constantly under assault with this, this torture technique, which is being used upon us by the government. Uh, and what I was watching this morning that is happening in Australia, you know, they tipped someone out of their wheelchair. The cops pepper sprayed the people in their faces yeah. in Darwin. I mean, absolutely horrific. And the cop, as the march went to go by, the cop didn't stop the march. He put his feet in front of one guy's wheelchair wheels. Now, for a disabled person who that is his mode of being able to be independent and move, how humiliating, how yeah. totally, totally condescending. Without, without any compassion. Yeah, without any compassion or love for the person in the least bit. Uh, I accidentally put popped this on the screen earlier. And uh, I, I want to just bring this in because I think we've talked about this before. You were just making mention, uh, you know, if one part of the body hurts, it, it, it affects the rest of us uh, or it affects the rest of the body. And, you know, the scriptures speak to that too, 1 Corinthians 12. Let me just put this out here because I think Paul is drawing from the analogy that you're giving uh, about how the, about what happens to our bodies. And this is what he says, beginning in verse 12, he says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink into one Spirit. And then he says, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not a part of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were, where were the hearing? If the whole uh, were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it had pleased him, and it, <clears throat> and if... They were all one member. Where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts 
have more abundant comeliness, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. And I think about what you say. You, you talk about uh, today's food becomes tomorrow's cells. Well, that happens across the board, doesn't it? This doesn't happen in one place. That happens across the board. And so I think Paul draws a, a great analogy to the things that you talk about. And he speaks to the spiritual body of Christ, the people who are a part of the assembly, the, the church, and that we function as a body. We need one another in the church of God. And so we there, there's a variety of reasons for that. But it's so that we function as we're, we're intended to function, just like our bodies are intended to function. Yeah, and we're told as well, um, you know, be together. And in and scripture that, you know, the, the woman is, is the ema, the foundation to the family. She can't function without the man. The man uh, can't function without her. He's the head. She's the neck. And what we're seeing is a breakdown of society where they're telling everybody we don't need marriage. We don't need families. We don't need fathers to be home with the children. The state's going to do it. And there is no, there is no love. There is no, um, you know, supporting one another. And what we see is all around people are falling apart and um, they, they can't manage like this. Children in, in the UK um, de- uh, eating disorders among children is up 600%. Uh, in my area alone, 47% for mental illness among children. And this is all happening. The children, you know, whether we like it or not, our kids, when they get to a certain age, we give them wings. And when we've done a good job, our children can start to go out. And even the Amish do this. They send their children out into the community when they're 18. But our children will start to challenge our uh, attitudes when they get amongst their peers. And this is normal. This is society. This is debating. But they're not even letting them do that. You know, they're locking them down. They're putting them into bubble groups. They're uh, closing the schools. And so people are disjointed. They don't know, uh, you know, who, who they can go to, who's going to support them. They don't know any of this. And this is very much, if you look at what happens in in Korea, uh, North Korea, you have someone who watches you and you are allotted someone that you must watch and you are expected to to grass on them. And if you aren't grassing on them, whoever's watching you will grass on you for not grassing on them. So nobody knows who they trust, who they are with, who they can lean on you know, help me up, brother. Um, They don't know. So they feel very much alone on an island. And what does that do to us? It depresses us. It makes us feel lonely. It makes us feel betrayed. And when we feel betrayed, when, when you look back, when you're betrayed by your own, it is far worse. And that is because you then feel like, you know, well, I'm on my own. No one cares. I can't trust anyone. And it has a profound effect on us physically. So, you know, this is what we're seeing, and it's been done very, very cleverly. Then we have all these elites, as people like to call them. I don't like to call them elites. They're no different to me. Imagine them all sat on the toilet with their trousers and their yep. pants. How about around their ankles? 
taking their morning whatever or when they want to take it. They're the same as you and I. Um, and they're all flying on their private jets, their cavalcade of cars to go to a summit to discuss gl- climate change. Well, if you're um, you know, giving that any airtime or working for these people or wearing a mask or supporting it, isn't it great? Or looking at it, you're a fool because they're laughing at you. They're taking away. I mean, you've got the guy up in Australia saying we're not going to open up for Christmas until everyone's vaccinated. The majority of the people are vaccinated. Ignore them. Get them out. Go visit your families. Ignore them. Stand with your communities. Stand like they did in Romania when the soldiers came for the food to the villagers. The villagers got tooled up with every garden implement they could find. There you go. And all their own weapons. And they guarded the village and they wouldn't let the army in. Well, we're at that point. I think, you know, so Kate, gonna... I think that's one of the things that uh, that I've said about Australia is they're going to get, they if they've been disarmed, which I know there's still guns there, don't get me wrong, but if they've been disarmed, they got to get some shovels, they got to get some rakes, they got to get something, uh, any kind of instruments they can to fight off the tyranny that's coming. They, they just have to do that. And I was making mention inbreds because those people who are the quote-unquote elites, those guys try to keep, quote-unquote, pure blood, whatever that's supposed to be about. Uh, but they're trying to do that kind of stuff, uh, so it's problematic. So what are these things that we can do to protect our brains? I, I hit on the blood-brain barrier deal, and you were talking about stuff like turning off the Wi-Fi, putting your, your phone, turning your phone off, and stuff like this when you sleep. Uh, I dropped a link into the video chat of some of the Altera products because I, I've been using them, and my... The tinnitus I have is almost non-existent now, and I've only been using it a couple of weeks. That's the one that goes in the house. I've got it on my phone, and uh, we, I put them in the car, too. So I, I know those things work. I don't know how they work, but I know they work at some level of controlling some of the, What's some of the things they can do? Because we're running out of time here. We've got about a minute, so do that, and then we'll we'll carry over a little bit and let you finish up that. Well, yeah, I've only got, I can only carry over for five, okay. ten minutes. So That's look, fine. Yep, sure. I love this. Mark Twain said, said, it, said it best. Nothing adds to a memory like embellishment. But even when you remember the fish being much bigger than it actually was, you are relying on your memory to recall the event. And we, you know, we see people that have been married for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden they forget their spouse completely. And the psychologist Robert Ornstein uh, tells a graphic tale of consequences of lost memory. Uh, while working in a mental hospital. And he talks about someone that was married for 20 years and then, uh, sorry, married for a long time, uh, for over 20 years. Then all of a sudden his wife uh, states, um, Kate, I don't remember her. Kate, hang, Kate, hang, hang, hang on here a second. Guys, uh, stay over. Kate's going to be with us for about five minutes. You can join us on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Bradley Bennett, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Meet with the people of God. Hear the word of God. And uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. See ya. All right, uh, Kate, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, my clock yeah, is just so, a little funky so there. Ornstein talks about this. When you're married for years, then all of a sudden you can't remember your partner. So if you look at, you look at memory and you can, there's a couple of bits to remember. Neuroscientists divide memory into two categories. Uh, they classify it as being either decorative which is explicit or non-decorative, which is implicit. So decorative memories are learned facts, um, such as historical events. You know, when we, what we learn at school, maths, our times tables, 
And what we read about, what we watch on the TV, non-declarative uh, memories are things we learn by repetition. And we do it without consciously thinking about it, like riding a bike. Um, and we, we don't remember the exact day, that, or we might, but then when we get on a bike and we've not been on it for 20 years, it all comes back immediately. And the same with, you know, playing a musical instrument, ice skating. But then we have things that um, can really affect the brain that we don't really uh, know, you know, like having a stroke, having a, a, anything that's destroyed our brain through an injury. Um, and they can rob us of everything. Declarative memories, the type destroyed by Alzheimer's disease, can be further divided into to, um, newer and older memories. So the inside of the temporal lobe, the hippocampus of the brain, plays a major role in creating memories and injuries to this part of the brain, when on both sides, can completely erase all your memories. Uh, a famous case of the loss of declarative memories involves a man who had both of his hippocampi removed age 27, and he's never created a single memory since. And for over 50 years, he was like that. So everyone's a complete stranger. So memory loss in chronic alcoholics uh, called Korsakoff syndrome we used to call it Korsakoff psychosis and it's um I saw a lot of patients when I was doing my training in these big mental institutions that that had actually happened to where they'd drunk alcohol over many many years and it destroys vital pathways for memories large doses of vitamin b1 can prevent such memory loss vitamin b12 and we see a lot of people on on high sugar diets that destroys their brain, you know, diabetes. We know a lot of things, even the oils we've talked about on your, on your show. Um, so you are what you eat again. So if we look at all the things that we're exposed to, lead, which is in a lot of our makeup, when we look at what's in the vaccines, mercury, thimerosal, um, aluminium, it's in, uh, we have a lot of things like fluoride, glyphosate, all of these things will destroy the brain. And then we bring in, as we've just talked about, electromagnetic pulsed radiation. We have that. Then we have vitamins and minerals. For instance, 2.7 billion people in the world are zinc deficient. There's about 21 years worth left of zinc. It's been used for industrial purposes, but it's not just the testes and the prostate that need zinc. Our brains need zinc and they need it for memory. Our, our mast cells in our respiratory tract. Um, so we can go on to the creative side, but for diet and the brain, then what we would say is we need to eliminate all these toxins. So that would mean whatever you put in your body or on your body needs to be clean. We need to get really good sleep so that our brain can clean itself. That means trying to be in bed with no LED lights in the bedroom, no mobile phone next to your head on the nightstand. Turn all the lights off, have natural darkness and sleep deep sleep. Don't make your bedroom a battleground either. Don't have a TV in there. Don't make it the place where you discuss all your marital problems. Um, it's it's not only is it bad for your brain, it's bad for your sex life. Um, so your bedroom needs to be a haven where your body sleeps. So get it like that. Get into bed by 11 o'clock, an hour before you sleep. If you have problems with depression, problems, psychiatric problems, problems sleeping, do not look at your mobile phones before it. Uh, don't look at the computer. Have an hour before where you are practicing good sleep. That's a bath, a warm bath, chamomile tea, 
get in your clean pajamas or a shower, settle down, read a novel, read a book, read something nice, not something about what's going on now. And don't have any MSG aspartame. Eat a very clean diet, a natural diet. The reason you're going to have your, your organic food is because it's nutrient dense, whereas the ordinary commercially grown food is grown in potassium, phosphorus, and nitrogen. So it's already reaching your table deficient. So if you're, if you're going to think about exercising your memory, here's some things that you can do. I'm going to give you 10 things. So practice using visual imaginary. Go through the steps of building or creating things. Keep That's what sportsmen do. They've been shown that when they imagine them doing the task over and over again, before they actually do it, they'll be even better at the task. They imagine themselves winning. They imagine themselves taking that shot at that goal. They imagine themselves going through those dance exercises, these dances. And when it comes to remembering them, they remember them better. Do crosswords puzzles, do Sudoku. All of these things, do, do word search, are going to exercise your brain. Exercise your memory, learn a new subject or relearn an old subject. Take that dance class. Um, go to, to uh, you know, go learn football again, five aside, anything like that. Go and do a new thing, but you'll be exercising your memory at the same time. Keep a journal. A journal exercises your mind. It makes you remember what you've done for the day and you have to write it out. Say it out loud. Who cares what anyone else thinks? They don't pay your mortgage. They don't pay your bills. I don't care. I pray out loud when I'm on the forest. I pray out loud in places. So speak it out loud. Recite it. I do it all the time. And I remember it that way. That's how I study. I write it down and I say it out loud. I read out loud. And you know what else? Um, when I was younger, I was acutely aware that I had quite a northern accent and I didn't like some of my accent. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in accents, but I liked a softer accent. That's me personally. Call me a snob. Call me what you like. But that's me. That's what I like. So I used to read out loud. You didn't want to sound and like steel, of... did you? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Way I, man. I mean, so I wanted to make, you know, my my accent much softer. I didn't want to say, hey, up me duck. There's nothing wrong in that. That's what my my um, grandmother says, up, which means hello. up me duck. It's a term of endearment. Ducky. They call you ducky. It's, it's the same as saying my love. Ducky is what you say to a child or someone that you love, a term of endearment. Ayop. Or what you name your chicken, as my girls did. Yeah. Yeah. up is is uh how are you hello um you're eight you're eight you're eight you're eight sorry what that means is are you all right sir you're eight sorry so i don't i i don't want to talk like that so i softened i used to read out loud remember through teaching i have learned so much by coming on radio shows being on the radio i used to work on i would go i would research a topic and then i would write it down in a book read it a few times, and then I'd go and present it on the radio. Anyone who has seen me, when I go and deliver and I do lectures or I go on Trafalgar Square, I will come out, or anything I do, I'll come out with three hours worth of information in one go. But I've learned that through being on the radio, through doing lectures. So it's a good way. Teach others what you know. Yep. Use, use association for new information. Ask yourself how that information relates to ideas with which you're already familiar 
try to familiarize yourself so you've got little stimuli. So that's how I do it. That's how I remember my passwords. That's how I remember. Uh, yesterday, I didn't remember my registration plate to my car. I never do. So Lee was putting in uh, my registration for a ticket. And so I had to try and remember it. So I remembered it by associating it with certain things and numbers. And now I can remember it perfectly. But I had to actively do that for a couple of minutes. Um, get organized. It's worth memorizing. It's worth taking notes on no matter what it is. Get yourself a little book, your book. And every time you see something that pulls your interest, write it down. Write the day, the time and where you were. And go back at the end of the week and read it. Um, this is great for your short-term memory, but also the more you do your short-term memory, it's going to go into your long-term memory. Short-term memory can only hold seven items at any one time. So choose your seven, jot down your notes on others, and then keep reading it. You look at what you remembered in school when you were revising for your end-of-term exams. You can't remember it now. You just learned it for your exam. But you ask me about what I do with a patient when they come in and my activities of daily living, um, according to Roper, Tierney and Logan, because I used that my entire nursing career, because I thought it's so fantastic because you never miss a single thing for those patients. And I believed actually Roper, Tierney and Logan missed four points, which was psychological, spiritual, um, emotional and relatives separately because although they had you know maintaining a safe environment breathing eating and drinking expressing sexuality which yes that's psychological that would be dressing a man in pajamas and a lady in a nightgown although now they're trying to tell us that we can't do that but i'm not listening to you i'm not buying into that rubbish um but also we had to take into account how that patient was feeling based on the patient because you know for a this all the is when men now are losing their jobs, they are now cast out of the role of provider and protector. And so men are finding it very difficult now. Again, and we've seen that through history, when a man loses his job, um, it's, it's, it's very big for him. And then the woman, everything then rests on the women. And we women, there's that saying behind every good man is an even stronger woman. And that's true. Amen. Because we... Hold it all together. But this is what we're seeing. So be alert. Be alert. It sounds um, very simple to say it, but simply being aware of what's being around you increases your memory. Now, how many times have you had the radio on and you've driven from your house to work and back again or to the grocery store that you've done that so many times and you cannot recall driving back? Yep, I, can't I've had that a lot. Because you're listening to the radio and you're just on autopilot. So be in the moment. Turn off the noise. And I do that often. Um, if you want to talk to me, sometimes on the forest, you'll not get a hold of me because I don't have my phone with me unless it's dark. And if it's dark, I'll have it on aircraft mode. The only time I have it with me, I might be listening to a podcast or I might be listening to a Bible class. I'll choose who I talk to. You know, Tim, I'll take your calls when I'm on the forest because yep. you feed my brain. But some people are radiators. 
They'll radiate out all the heat and joy that we need. And we, we learn lots from them. We're in the moment. We're present. And some people are drains. They will drain from us. So be aware of that. So what you need to do is be alert. Switch the noise off. Go for a walk and start to notice that which is around you. Touch things. Touch the tree. Touch the bush. Um, I was out on uh, Ashdown Forest several days ago. And in my two-hour walk, I experienced sunshine, rain, hail and stones. <laughs> sunshine, more rain, hail. I was absolutely drizzled, drowned, wet. And I did a quick video and I sent it to Pastor Casper McLeod. I said, would you look at this? And I, and I split these three little videos and it was, look at this, the sunshine. And then I showed him one of the, the hail. And then I showed him one of the sun. I said, isn't God amazing? But what I did when the hail started was I put my hands out or my tongue out and I started catching the hail on my tongue and on my hands. Be present because one day we're not going to be here anymore anyway. We're here but for a short time. And while you're panicking about tomorrow, it will bring all its own problems. We only have today. And the Lord tells us that. Only yeah. have today. Yeah, our our Experience life is but our it. life our life is but a vapor, Kate. Uh, it's here and then it's gone. It's like the grass. It's green in the morning, and by the end of the day, in the hot sun, it's turned brown. So you're exactly right. And and to enjoy those things that God has given is part of enjoying Him. It's not to worship those things and leave it at that. That's what that's what unbelievers do. They they oh yeah, look at the I... pretty flower and they give no thanks to God for the beauty that He's created around us or the sunset, or any of these kinds of things, they just think, oh, this is for my enjoyment, and they leave it at that. And it reminds me, you know, when you're talking, you're talking about walking, uh, but there's also a time to be still, and you're talking about reading out loud. I remember I learned to do that too. Uh, That way you're not only seeing what you're reading, you're hearing it, you're speaking it, so you're reinforcing that in your mind over and over and over again through different means. But one of the things comes out of Psalm uh, 46, and give me a moment just to read that, and then I know you've got to go, and I'll let you make a final comment, and we'll close out the show. I'm just going to finish a few more things that your people can do, that everyone can do. Okay, here, here is... Here. No, you go ahead and read your psalm. Okay, let me, let me read this. This is from Psalm uh, 46. It says, To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, son of Alamoth, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river... The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. For, for those of you who, who, I know we have people who come in who are either not Christians or they're new Christians and things of this nature. This term Selah or Selah uh, is, is a, there's a pause there in the midst of, this, this is a song. The, the psalm is a song. And so there's a pause there to think about what just got said. Okay, He goes on and he says, Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. 
He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. I, I just wanted to throw that in because there's, there's time where we also just simply need to be still and realize that God is God, and we can see that in everything around us. This is why I just think it's a foolish conversation to have with somebody who claims there's there's an atheist, they're an atheist, and they don't pause and stop to look around and and give a a logical explanation to why there's no creator out there. It's just incredible, but we're called to do that and to renew our minds daily through the Word of God. Paul tells tells us to do those kinds of things as well. Sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt there, but I thought that kind of fit with some of the things you're getting at, that there's a time. We We need the spiritual connection with God to recognize what He has done around us, what He has done in our lives. The Bible talks about telling our children these things, Psalm 78, reminding them of the wonderful works of God. That is our duty, is to pass those things on to them so that they don't forget, because the Bible also tells us God cannot bless a land of forgetfulness. He's just not going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, you know, something that's really important that you've got to remember is um, our brain is 60% fat. I think it's 2% of our body weight, and yet it uses something like 60% of the oxygen. Um, It's huge. And our body, uh, our brain, is affected by just tiny, tiny amounts of the wrong thing. So your food dyes, MSG, protein extracts, your natural flavorings, your soy and protein products. Um, soy and protein extracts remember it's fermented soy when it meant to eat then all the chemicals that you throw in so your your the fat that you have um is very important for the brain and many of those um fats the 60 percent um of, of the fats that the brain's composed of are very complex and they're constantly being replaced by the nutrients in our diet so dietary fat is really important. And so even in excess amounts, the omega-6 fats um, can be harmful. And Americans consume 50 times more omega-6 fats than they should. So, you know, you should stick to the, the right fats, the right amount. And this is where you've got your cold-pressed flax soil, which is fantastic. And they keep telling you, you know, cholesterol is really bad. And it's simply not true. These people that are on statins, it destroys the brain. It really does. So nutrients that are naturally high, good cholesterol, your omega-3 oils and your other antioxidants prevent this oxidation, which causes all of the destruction in the brain and this fire that keeps burning. So your nutrients that naturally occur, um, um, naturally correct, the nutrients that naturally correct high cholesterol are, are your L-agic acid, quercetin, vitamin E, magnesium, DHA, which is what I said is one of the things, DHA, two grams, three times a day with food if you've had these injections to try and offset this inflammation. Um, um, inocytol, hexanhaniaxinate, I think I've said that correct, because they prevent oxidation of cholesterol and these substances also protect the brain. So you've got to remember as well, high protein diets, when you have a really high protein diets, 
one of the leading experts in excitotoxicity, found that eating a diet high in meats increased blood glutamate levels. And the levels were 100% higher if the person had a neurodegenerative disease. So meats are naturally high in glutamate, especially beef and other red meats. And the juices are especially high in glutamate, the amino acid that causes excitotoxicity. So because glutamine is converted into glutamate in the brain, um, there's a lot of doctors that would advise against taking glutamine supp glutamine supplements. And studies have shown that high glutamine intake does indeed increase excitotoxicity. And that's where your neurons keep exciting and firing and firing and firing and firing and they can't switch off. And then they just exhaust and they die. So some nutritionists advocate in taking glutamine to repair the GI tract. Um, I wouldn't advise that. And studies have shown that this is not effective. Um, protein drinks, they're another thing. They can, and these whey protein, they can cause autoimmune disease. And these high protein drinks as well, um, soy protein drinks, protein bars, anything like this, concentrated proteins and isolated immune, uh, amino acids mixtures. Bodybuilders are at a special risk because they consume these protein supplements in huge amounts and high protein diets. When you eat animal protein, the, the um, amine portion of that protein cannot be converted into glycogen to be used as energy and stored as fat. So it has to be excreted by the kidneys and the uh, as urea and creatinine and that's your byproducts of metabolism so your kidneys are working harder and when they work harder they've got to let go of potassium and hang on to sodium now your heart's working harder your cells are waterlogged because they're full of sodium and they can't generate energy in the presence of oxygen and natural sugars and this is why these high animal protein diets are not good and as dr patrick Vickers said to you when he came on the show any patient who's got cancer and viruses and um, um, fungus who has a very high animal protein is going to see an increase in their disease. Because when you eat high protein, your lymphocytes, your T lymphocytes go down. And when you restrict it, they go up. So, you know, whenever uh, I see this, I know that you may get an initial drop in symptoms initially when you, you, know, you follow these diets. But when you continue like that, later down the line, you start to see symptoms return and new symptoms. Um, so this is why um, sugar in the brain, if you have all this white sugar, which is not natural sugar, it is an acid, it is a poison, you'll start to see high sugar diets. Um, when combined with high fat, your bad fat, you've got a 50% increased risk of developing dementia. Um, and combine it with high fat, that goes up by 230%. Your high sugar, you increase it with high fat, you're going to go up by 230%. And what you start to see is high sugar diets, violent behavior, poor learning and memory, anxiety, depression, suicidal tendencies, homicidal tendencies, antisocial behavior and disruptive behavior in children. We see that all the time. Heavy metals, we see drops in IQ, which you're seeing. So what can you do? What are the things you should increase? All your fresh fruits and vegetables, vitamin B1, 
Um, put your vegetables and have them as a smoothie. You can juice them. Your omega-3 fats, your vitamin E, your magnesium, and eat your foods, grow your foods, sweat it out. Uh, exercise, not only does it in- release all your endorphins, you're going to sweat and you're going to sweat out a lot of these toxins. And sweating is not just a way to cool the body down. Um, the medical profession has known for over 85, 86 years that sweating is an excellent way to remove mercury from the body. Modern studies have confirmed this, and it also removes pesticides, herbicides. And you can put in your green juices, put some chlorella, some cilantro, they'll chelate it. And you can take some curcumin, quercetin, uh, 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 silamarin, which is your milk thistle, sorry, your ginkgo biloba, artichokes, resveratrol from your grape seeds. But you, if you can't afford all these things, just get a good diet going and get um, sweating it out. And I'm going to say it, you know, if you're going to eat in fast food places and say, well, we can't afford anything else, rubbish, you can grow potatoes really cheap. They're full of so many vitamins and minerals. <laughs> you can, that's right. Um, yeah, and you can get chickens. You can have one chicken in your yard or get two so it's got a friend. And those two chickens will lay when they're happy. And what's the fastest growing cancer in the under 30s? Leukemia, blood cancers. And why is that? Well, these kids are being born deficient. They're being born deficient because their mothers, the egg that made them, their mothers, was in the grandmother. Then they had all their own eggs while they were the developing in the womb. So they're being born deficient. The mothers had a rubbish diet. The kids have had a rubbish diet. Then they're having all these foods. Then they're having their phones on them. They're having these x-rays. They're having these CT scans. They're having all of this. They're bathed in this electromagnetic radiation, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, all the toxins, all the excitotoxins that are in their fast foods. They're on their phones. And it's a toxic soup. And am I not natural nurse in a toxic world? Boom. <laughs> Kate, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for coming on. And we had a little issue with the time. That happens. I don't I don't know why. It'll, it, you'll get it. I think your clocks change next week, don't they, or this week? Either, th- either this week or next week. Uh, but I, you asked about that last week. So that was a little bit of a problem uh, and lack of communication for me. So I apologize for that. But I do appreciate you jumping on. And uh, and giving us the download on what's going on over there, um, and also this information about the brain that that cholesterol stuff I learned years ago. You just can't listen to whatever the media's put out on you on whatever study or this that and the other that goes on. One cholesterol is good for you, cholesterol is not good for you. Coffee's good for you, coffee's not good for you. Eggs are good for you. Eggs well, look, not- your FDA and your your CDC and all of these things are all linked. It's the same snouts in the same troughs. Yep. And they're all now on their jets and their cavalcades enjoying themselves while they tell you what to do. Well, the only person who tells me what to do is my creator. And they're not yeah, going to tell me to eat amen. any of their garbage, cardboard, uh, fake breast milk, fake meat, fake anything else. I don't eat meat. That's my choice. Um, but I tell you what, I'm going to go and get my laughing jaw right now round a fresh carrot and apple and ginger <laughs> juice. And then I'm going outside to feed my brain with what the creators put in front of me. And I'm going to watch my chihuahuas going mental, which is great fun. And um, 
you know, this is what you need to do. And if you're heading down McDonald's and then you're going to sit and put on the idiot's lantern at the goggle box, um, then you can expect to feel depressed. And the other thing as well is remember, every cell in your body has a vitamin D receptor on it. It's actually a hormone. Then you have your mitochondria, the little powerhouse in your cell that makes the fluid. And that fluid also becomes nutrition for your immune cells. In order to make that, that fluid, you rely on the electrical field of the sun. And he gave us light. Amen. God gave us everything we need. It's all in front of us. He right. didn't say, stay up all night on your computer game and watching all these terrible movies that are going to fry your brain and they're going to make you believe that the threat is huge till you're in a state of perpetual anxiety. Um, he said to you, the sun's gone down, go to sleep because tomorrow's a new day with it, all its own things to get over and we need you out in the sunshine. That's mm. what he said. Mm. So, you know, it's all there for you. And the best thing you can do is pick up a King James version of the Bible. I like that. You know why I like it? Because when he talks about uh, uh, the, he doesn't mean, um, you know, just you. He means everybody. And when he tells you about sure. the church, it's in you. It's all of us. It's in us. And... Uh, you know, we're not supposed to. It's telling you and it's thee, thou. He, it's to tell us, um, you know, when he's talking about us collectively, whether he's talking about you personally. And when you, when you have a problem, put your hand on top of your Bible. Just put your hand there. Focus on what is really bothering you. Ask, ask the Lord. Cover me with the blood of Jesus. You know, I'm going to overcome Satan here with my personal testimony. And, and put your hand on your Bible and then just flick I think we lost we lost Kate there for just a little bit. I, I'm just saying. I'm um, okay. sorry. I'm just saying when you when you have a problem, yep. and you just f think about it, flick your Bible open, put your hand on the page. There'll be an answer in that exact piece of script. Well, there's there's no doubt. Asking. There's no doubt about that. And he also tells us he says not to be anxious about anything, but through prayer and supplication. Let your petitions be made known unto God. And so we're not to be anxious either. I think you mentioned something there where, where they're trying to make us anxious. They're trying to drive our anxieties. That We're not to be that way. We're, when, it's not that we can't get that way, but he says when we are that way, we're to come to him. We're to lay that before his feet and see him do great and mighty things. And one of those things that he does is he gives us peace in those moments. doesn't mean we don't have concerns about what's going on, but we're not anxious about them. And so, Kate, this is good advice. I appreciate you sharing with that. And But, but there is one thing. It's not within everybody. When he writes, he's writing to his people. And so it, everybody doesn't have that. The Bible says those who don't have the Spirit of God are not his they're children of the devil. So I want to make sure that everybody understands that. So you say, well, I, I, don't, I don't have the Spirit of God. I've not, Jesus is not my Savior or any of that, but I'm kind of fascinated by what you're saying here. Well, look, there's a message for you. And the message is to repent. It is to turn from your lawlessness or your sin, where you're breaking God's law, to turn to Him. He's made a way by which your sins can be not only covered, but taken away and he will take you out of the jail clothes, if you will, those striped, you know, jailbird clothes or the orange jumpsuits, however you want to picture it. And he now covers you in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so now, therefore, you stand with God as one who has not sinned, even though you have, 
because somebody paid the penalty for your sin. That is the Lord Jesus. And so if you're repentant towards God, if you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you will turn from that sin, He will make you a new creature. He will. Um, but that's on you to turn from your sin. Okay? Uh, so that is the message of hope for those of you who have already done that. You already know what that's like. Uh, I hope the, the message that we've, we've given you today is one that is beneficial both spiritually and physically because God has given us everything for life and for godliness. Okay, guys, 3 o'clock, Bradley Bellin for two hours. Don't miss that. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, before it's news.com over there as well. And then you guys have a great weekend, great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. Fellowship with them. Uh, around the Word. Teach the Word. If you don't have somebody to teach it, gather with other people of like mind and read the Word. Read the word together, and then we'll see you, Lord willing, on Monday at 6 a.m. And I believe the Batman's going to join me on Monday since he missed out on Friday. So we'll catch you then. Take care.